Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, and other aliens of all things, welcome back to the 42 Podcast, which I believe, I believe this is episode number 25. I mean, look, That's I'm looking. That's like we've halfway, been, what? We've been at it for a while. That's yes, like this will be episode 25. Yeah, we're almost triple legit. We're almost triple legit. That's right. What's up? We apologize for coming to you a bit late. Uh, life and other things have been happening. This guy. Uh, yesterday was me. So. Well, that guy, he drank too much the night before. No. He's like, I'm getting a night off from podcasting. I'm going to just I'm gonna put him down. We'll drink a no, few. if I was going to do that, I definitely would have been podcasting. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> that would have been fun. That was the worst thing, right? So, like, I wake up. It was a Monday morning, which normally you feel pretty shitty on a Monday morning, but I actually woke up, felt pretty good. And, like, so I get ready for work, and I I leave, like, right before I leave the house, I start getting this little bit of a headache. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I pop some ibuprofen, walk out the door. By the time I get to the office, oh. it's a full-blown migraine. Just terrible. I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I just need to wait for the ibuprofen to kick in. And then I go throw up. Oh. Right. Which is never right. fun to do at work, especially. <laughs> and so I'm no. like, okay. And I felt a little bit better. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it was just, maybe it's just a bad morning, something, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe something weird happened, right? So about 20 minutes later, it happens again. So my boss hadn't even made it into work yet. So I sent him. Hurt? Huh? So you're throwing up and your head still hurts? It's because of the head that it, yeah. Oh, those are the worst, dude. And so, like, I, I my boss is even in yet. I email him. I'm, like, running to my car, you know, to throw up in the bushes on the way to my car, manage to make it home. And that happens for every 20 to 30 minutes for the next three and a half hours. It's just <laughs> it like a tunnel of pain. Terrible. It was, it, you're just like doing everything you can, like trying to get that perfect position while you're trying to like, because you know, if you can just fall asleep, it'll you're be asking okay. your wife where the gun's at. Where do we keep the gun? She's like, we don't own one. You're like, are you sure? Are you, could you go and buy me one? <laughs> uh, I actually do know where the gun is, but that's beside the point. But it was, it was so rough and just, uh, if anyone suffers from migraines, you know how bad it is that it was. That just intense pain that just won't go away. Nothing you do can save you. It's just, just throbbing. Like I was, I was about twenty minutes away from telling my wife, calling her, like come home from work and take me to the hospital. Like I was at that point yesterday. Oh wow! Yeah, I was in rough shape, and I don't know why either. As the thing is, like I didn't drink a drop on Sundays. Like not so. It's not like I'm hungover. I'm not. Like and like I said, I felt really good when I woke up. I have no idea where it came from. You think it was um you think it was dehydration? I I don't think so. I mean What I, made it go away? I I eventually managed to fall asleep for a little bit and that is enough to quell it. And so, you know, I was I was able to get some food in me. Some more ibuprofen. I could actually keep it down, you know, keep the meds down for a while. So I guess that's Maybe what you came. hate your job. Well, there's definitely that. Maybe thing. your body was just in like total rejection mode. You're like, do anything. It's like one of those uh, Pixar movies. <laughs> They're like, push the red button. They're like, no, boss, don't do it. He's like, 
push the red button. We don't want to go. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. The, How have you guy, been, buddy? How are things going? White shirt. What? How are things going with you? For me? Yeah. Oh man, I had one of those weekends where it was just busy. Yeah. It's like, oh, that wasn't a weekend at all. That sucked. I even took Monday off, and I still didn't get a weekend. <laughs> That's terrible. Not working out. I'm hopefully, hopefully though, next weekend should be the shit. So, oh. here's to next weekend. I don't have a lot going next weekend, but weekend after that, I'm going to Gen Con in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah? So that'll be fun. So anybody who's part of the game drink, he mentioned a con. Mm, very true, very true. Uh, yeah, so I, I got a buddy who's flying in. to. He's going to Gen Con. He's going to come hang out in Pittsburgh for a couple of days. Nice. It'll be the first time I'm ever going to like a strictly gamer con, so I'm interested to see. What how. is Gen Con? Like, when you say that, what do you mean? Like, Gen what is it Con exactly? is a convention that was started by Garrett Gygax, who's the guy who start who created D and D. No shit. Yeah, it's the it's the tabletop convention in the country. Really? Yeah. Like that we were, sounds fun. Then yeah, we were thinking about playing because you can play all day, every day. But we're only going to me and my wife are only going to be there at the con itself for a day. So I think we're just going to hang out on the floor and yeah. see the new games because like all the new guys are bringing out their new games. So we may pick up some new like card games and stuff and maybe That's some awesome. minis because I, I I'm in desperate need of some minis for minis. like min- the miniature figures. Uh, for like Dungeons and Dragons, so you like if you're, you know, like the little yeah, yeah. guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people who use, just use Legos and they just, you know, make their Legos look like their character. It's just not a bad way to go, and they're super that cheap. That is kind of cool. Miniatures can be expensive, like twenty to thirty bucks without the paint. How does it work? Like, what is it? Is it sold by D and D, or is it somebody that's creating something? I, the, you're uh, you're exposing me to a whole new world. I have no idea what you're talking about. All of, it's all of the above. Some people make them. Yeah, I know Wizards of the Coast make some. They'll make special ones for each. Um, they'll make like uh, variety packs, so you, you kind of don't know what you're getting for each new campaign and stuff. Is it like made that. out of like pewter? Yeah, it's pewter. It's generally pewter. I thought about, because 3D printing is getting kind of cheap now. Like, you can do it online. So I've been thinking about, like, 3D printing my own. I went to Micro Center. We have a Micro Center here in Houston. Oh, yeah. They had more than one option for um, 3D printing. Yeah, some of them, some of the uh, consumer ones are getting down to, like, four or 500 bucks. Yeah, that's where we were at, five to $1,000. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. They had a couple of them, like, spitting out, like... Um, I want to say like impossible geometric like shapes, but they're not impossible. They're just Funky. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's just these gears that are shaped in such a way that you can twist them. But I don't know. It was I can't explain it. The it was best, just a bunch of gears put together in a weird way. I don't I don't remember the price, but the Best Buy here in Pittsburgh, well, the one we go to here in Pittsburgh, they had this one set up with a camera setup. Like you'll only have one. You're right, but the one we go to, they have this like this camera tent thing set up, so you can put something on it and it'll read it, and then it can print it. Wow! So that like a three D scanner? Yeah, it was really cool. I just want everybody to drink. It's the future. It's the future. 
Drink. Okay, speaking of the future, have you seen this new Chrysler vulnerability that the hackers exposed? With the Jeep? Yes. I just saw the internet talking about it. Uh, okay, what so actually is going on? The you Because know, now Wi-Fi in cars is a big deal, right? Chrysler has it. Uh, GM has it. What is Wi-Fi in a car? Uh, Let's just start there. I have no idea what that means. Does that mean that I'm paying for some like cell service connected to my car that allows me to connect to the internet through a yes. car-based Wi-Fi system? Correct. Seems expensive, right? I don't know what it costs, is, but it's been the big new thing. And Chrysler uses the Sprint network for their cars. Sure. And some hackers figured out how to take over vehicles over the Wi-Fi. Apparently, somebody wrecked a Jeep from 10 miles away. Just like, poof, flipped it off the road. And they can, co- they can take complete Wait, control. Wait, I have over. a hard time believing that they would have servos connected to the steering. Maybe Wait, they just locked it. Maybe in. it's electronic steering. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a vulnerability. Yeah, it seems like something they would have thought about, but it's like the most. No, have it seen doesn't. This Why comp- would they have thought about that? They're they're the a bunch m- of sixty-year-old. It's true. They hardly know what the internet is. It's true. Have you the- seen the technology in cars? Oh, the it's only great. one that's got modern day technology, like modern day, like real actually. Because I mean, what's modern? Three to you know, last two and a half years, mm-hmm. three years really. You know what's modern? Modern and modern. <laughs> I'm saying that a lot. <clears throat> But back in the day, it was 10 years. 10 years at a time was modern, right? Like if you had a 1991 Civic and it was 1999, it wasn't that old. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But now if you've got a phone that's, what, two years old, it feels like a dinosaur? It can, yeah. Just two years old, I, had a, I went from a Note 3, which was the flagship two years ago, right, to the S6. And I'm like, wow. It's com. Not completely different. I won't say that, but it is way nicer. It's just way smoother, way better. So I don't know. Well, it's um, the tick. It's the TikTok pattern of the especially new technologies. Uh, it's TikTok is the is what IBM referred to when they were making no Intel when they were making chips. So if you think about cell phone, especially the iPhone, they have a big tick, which is the new big number, right? And then the talk is like the 6S or the 5S. And then the tick right. is the 6. And so every two years you get a big tick. And that's when technology advances, especially in like cells. What did you bring up about the future, though, to begin with this conversation? The fact that they're hacking cars. Oh, they're hacking cars. <laughs> what about that, though? What do you think they of it? Can, like, it's, it's proof that if you connect something to the Internet, Someone else can get to you. It's a it's a car. How do you know that that cell signal goes to a car? You know, and and then you have to figure out how to hack into the system, and then how to figure out. Yeah, then you have to figure out how to exactly tweak the program to do what you want to do. Unless you, maybe they had an inside guy who could get a hold of the program who knew how to control everything. But there's so much that goes into it. And these people are just doing it for funsies. That's the scary oh, yeah. part. <laughs> My rant earlier was about modern. We yeah. were talking about how modern, like the only actual modern day car is the Tesla. Everything else is 10 years, 15 years old. It feels like, right? Like at least five years old, which is old for modern day technology. <laughs> yeah, I So I don't know. They're, imp- they're implementing something that's probably 10 years old, which people are like, oh, 
we can Google how to do this. Like, this probably wasn't even that difficult. It just required a little bit of persistence. You know, the ones that are impressive is like when the I, like the new S6 comes out and they jailbreak it in two weeks or a week. Well, it's they, like, what were you doing? They were like, we were just pressing buttons until shit happened. We were just drinking Red Bulls and pressing buttons. <laughs> and then it's the, like, as soon as something happened that wasn't supposed to, we knew we were in. Exploit it. We knew we were in. We were just going to pound that in until, was, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember, but there was uh, someone figured out how to sideload games into a 3DS because it was one game in particular that had a glitch that if you exploited it, it would open up the entire architecture for the 3DS and you could install like Android, have it running full Android and Android apps and stuff. (laughs) I don't think any system is perfect. No, no system is perfect. Isn't that a weird concept that everything is crackable? Like they beat the Enigma. Yeah. If if you if you spend enough time and are faster than the people who are fixing it, right? Because that's the thing is <clears throat> some things have to be perfectly secure though, like right? Like like cracking a Bitcoin like account is nearly impossible. They said it would require a computer about the size of the moon. Well, c- cracking like the hash is, but cracking into the accounts is easy. You know. Right. I guess it's the more complicated versions of the internet that have explo- exploits. Well, I mean, everything has like breaking ex- simple encryptions. Like for, you know, re- if you just want to keep like a megabyte worth of data encrypted, that's probably pretty easy. Yeah. If you want to keep the internet encrypted and secure, that's probably a lot more difficult. It's probably a lot more difficult because everything's just patched on top of each other. I guess that makes some sense when you you know think about it, right? And that's why <laughs> a lot of companies have hackathons. And, I, yeah, isn't that a, a great idea? Well, and, They're like, look, we'll give you twenty grand for the first person who can get through this new Chrome extension or whatever. When I want to say it was my, it was Microsoft, or Apple, somebody when they were developing one of their new softwares, they was like, for every bug you find, it's a hundred thousand dollars. Like for every vulnerability. What is like? What is? What is the basic concept of exposing a vulnerability? Like, what would I do? Do I literally just click on stuff? Uh, part of it, and part of it is, you know, these, um, especially open source things, you can read the code. So you can just get in there and look, and if you know what you're looking for, it just pops out at you. It's like, oh, right there, that's an issue. Uh, some people figured out all sorts of just weird hacks that... Well, what do you think that is? Is you think it's just like, um, like a brute force attack? Some of it, uh, what happens a lot of times is they figure out something the system wasn't designed to handle. And depending on how the error code is written, it just pops the system wide wide open. Can you believe we do that? Yeah. This is a real thing. These are are things that people do. I mean, it's just kind of like when I was young and I figured out how to change the colors of the uniforms in my like football games because I found the the JPEG files hidden somewhere, <laughs> you know, and I some people just never quit doing that. That's the that's the version of the hacker I love the best, is that Steve Wozniak hacker, the guy who in the you know in the eighties was you know <clears throat> discovering things back before they even like knew to make it secure, 
and then they made it secure. And he's like, well, I just have to get through this one little security thing. Like, how could I do that? And then they get, you know, he just he just keeps up with the times, you know, those the original version of the hackers. Right. Sort of like the guy, uh, Captain Crunch with the whistle, figuring out that he can exploit the the long distance system by using a whistle. You know, there's all kinds of people who are into that. Oh yeah. There's a whole world of what they call freakers, like P H E E R K E A R K, right? Like freak, like with right. a P H. Yeah, R E R E A K, whatever. But anyway, um, <clears throat> there was a story in Rolling Stones, I think it was, where a guy was a blind kid found that you know because he lived with his grandmother or whatever, and he would just listen to the dial tones, and he got to the point where he could hear the the background noise of the actual system doing its stuff. So like when the routers would switch him over to different lines, he could hear the you know, the clicks and stuff. Or he could hear the different tones that they were using. And he just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper into the phone system until he found like So they've had the phone system for so long and it's been built on itself for so long that there are phone numbers and lines that they've kind of forgotten about like these abandoned lines like party lines and it might be some ancient 1-800 number to like you see if you want a Nickelodeon prize that just never got canceled and it never gets billed it just kind of got forgot and it like maybe the recording's gotten so quiet or it's gone you know missing and people can call that number and then they can hear other people talking on that number because they find these broken parts of the phone system like the ancient internet Man, I read the story and they were talking about the crazy things they do on this world where they, it's just a world of like 4chan. Like it's just, it, it reminds me of like 4chan people because they're, it's a bunch of like, you know, party lines that are dedicated to like sex chat and these chicks that are, dedic- you know, desperate for attention that go on here and talk to these guys dirty and, you know. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. Right. And then these other lines of people like pranking each other and talking shit like flame wars, you know. Anyway, the culmination of the story is the kid ends up being the best, one of the best freaks ever. He could do things in this. They do, they would they go on fishing. They go on. They go fishing is what they call mm. where they call different companies and act like representatives or customers and try to get a little bit of information. And then they'll hang up and then they'll use that information to get like a little bit further into the system to the point where they'll have like an employee number and, you know, an employee ID number and passwords and stuff into like deep into like Comcast or, you know, AT&T. And then they pass this information around to each other and they all use it to do just ridiculous things. I don't know. It's just... It's a crazy world out there. It is a if crazy y'all people world. haven't, if you all haven't like looked into this, check it out. You know, phone freaking. Check out the story about the blind kid that freaks. Yeah, something like that. You'll love it. It's a great story. Yeah, it's just insane what people do for free, just for funsies. For funsies. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know if it's part. a funsies. I think it's a genetic trait. Like they're part of like the super organism that's supposed to do that. If you look at like human beings as like one system, we need workers, we need tech, we need tech support, we need, you know what I mean? Like there is a certain genetic code that's in human beings that's going to, they're just crackers, like they're hackers, they're going to break things down, they're going to find vulnerabilities. It expresses its way in all kinds of 
it, it expresses itself in all kinds of ways. But one of the most like fun and interesting ways to me is like the people who do it to computers and phones. I love those kind of people. But there's people who do it to hot rods and cars and you oh, know. Oh yeah, just, yeah. It's just yeah. a different form of hacking. It's a human sure. being just requiring. It's like what? Well, what if we? I know I was told I was supposed to use it this way. <laughs> but what if? But I'm pretty sure if we doubled the voltage, we could get. What if we put? You know, and it's just <laughs> yeah. So you you want to hear something fun about the future? No. No. I'm lying. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so. This is out of or this, these people are Oregon State, right? They um, there's this type of algae, like seaweed, called dulse or dulse. Oh, I heard about this. And they figured out a way to farm it because originally it's been sold at ninety dollars a pound when dried, so it's pretty expensive. But they've they've developed like a new salt. way, a strain to a, you know actually farm it and grow it in in bulk, and so it's twice as nutritious as kale. 16 grams of protein, and when cooked, tastes like bacon. Okay, so I have a, I have a, I haven't read anything. I just saw the internet blew up about bacon seaweed. Uh huh. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll get to this eventually, if it comes to fruition. Because the internet's promised me like super batteries and super internet. It's like super I'm reading this up on the Oregon State website right now. It's like. They, it's like, legit. They're gonna, it's going to be a thing. We're going to see this, this in supermarkets. This guy from like, the biology department had figured it out, and he called up the uh, the business department. like, hey, I've got this product. I'm not sure what to do with it. Maybe you can figure something out for the, you know, a student project. Maybe they can do some you know, case studies or something. And so they gave it to some chefs in Portland to see if they could make something tasty. And they started cooking it up, and they realized it tastes like bacon. <laughs> But is it bacon? It's can not I put bacon. it on a can I put it on a burger and will I get that crunch? I don't. Maybe if you fried it. And that satisfaction of like I shortening mean, my life by like you know a week or two. No, you'll never get that. But damn it, that's the best part of bacon. <laughs> that's why we eat it. It's like oh, oh, it's like a cigarette meat form. Oh, it's horrible for me, and I love it. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's coming. That's coming. Okay. Hey, you know what? I'd eat it because kale tastes like <laughs> shit. If anyone's ever eaten kale, <laughs> I'm just ready for him to use it in uh, sushi. Oh, uh, and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm looking out for y'all. Something highly nutritious that sushi. tastes good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, sign me up. I'm in. Oh, do you see what GoPro is doing with the Fallout? No, or, uh, with what? What they're, we... what they're doing is they're setting up a site so users who use the GoPros can upload their videos, and then companies can then license the videos to use in advertising and other things. So that the amateurs who are using the GoPros can receive royalties from licensing their video through GoPro to companies. What does that mean? You kind of lost me somewhere in, like towards the end. Okay, so you have a GoPro. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm so I'm with you so far. Okay, so you have a GoPro and you take some footage. That's awesome. Right? I've done you, that. You know, whatever. How you know it's on your drone or whatever, whatever. And so GoPro is setting up a site that you can yes. upload your videos to. With you so far. And then other companies 
So like advertising companies or people who want to use it, that footage in a commercial can buy the rights to your footage through the licensing site and you will receive royalties every time it's used. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, so it's like Facebook, but I'm getting paid for it. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay, I like it. Uh, video started at $1,000 a piece and the term of the license is six months. So they get to use your video for six months for $1,000. For a video. So if you're really prolific and doing some great stuff, you could be making $20,000, of every six months. Do you think this is one of those examples, though, if you were, if it was good enough to actually make it in, like, a production, it's worth way more than that? It could be. Aren't commercials, like, if you get, like, footage in a commercial, can't it be worth, like, twenty grand? Well, it depends on how they want to use it, and it's also one of those things where maybe this is just a good place for people to find it, and they'll, if they really like it, and they really like you, they can just be like, hey, contact you directly, say, hey, I saw your stuff on GoPro, Let's talk some business. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a part of me that feels like this might be like people are going to get taken advantage of. No? I guess it's an opportunity to get your name out there, and any opportunity like that's good. Exactly. And, you so. know, you can... Uh, and it's, it's an opportunity that people haven't had before. It's a more direct communication directly to the people you want to sell your videos to. Because right now the licenses are a thousand dollars for six months, but what if they want it in perpetuity? You could uh, oh, you could you could talk to them directly about a different licensing deal. So I think it's a really good way to to open the door to the talks. And for some people, you know, it's it's a thousand dollars. Boof! Here you go. That's you made true. an awesome video that one time. Here's a grand. Keep doing it. I. Maybe the value of stuff, maybe, I don't know, this could be just donor talk, but maybe the actual value of the entire universe now that information is being being able to be traded so quickly and back and forth, you know, like the future's here, maybe the value of certain things is going to just be readjusted by a lot. Maybe videos like that aren't worth 20 grand anymore because, well, you know. Everyone's making them. Right. Maybe they're worth $1,000. I mean, That's how many, how many awesome GoPro videos can you find on YouTube right now? 100,000? All of them. Million? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so the more the more a product is, is built, the less value, valuable it becomes. And it's just, it's basic supply and demand. I don't know. I don't have anything yet that would be useful for the internet. I no. mean, I mean for internet, for internet, um, Damn it. For advertising. Well, I don't know why I got stuck in entertainment. I'm trying to log into the stupid Slack stuff and talk to you, and it's just not working. <laughs> See, what you, what you got to do is, like, every time you take one of these videos, just take a picture of a Red Bull can before you start doing it and just try to sell it to <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> I actually saw this really interesting article about how either – I don't remember which way it was, but either GoPro should buy Red Bull – or Red Bull should buy GoPro since they do so much together in terms of advertising. That would have made oh. it would make more sense for them just to be together and create the products and use their streams to create better products yeah, instead of is... buy. It actually made a pretty good point. I thought it was pretty good. That's pretty good. 
Um, that reminds me. So one of the best examples, that, like one of the first, I don't know, one of the first times I really realized how much corporations have, like how much money and power they actually have, <coughs> is during uh, Sean White, when, is that his name? Yeah. Who's the flying tomato? Sean White? Sean White. Yeah. Yes. So when he was doing the Olympics and they were working and he was working with Red Bull to trying to get the gold medal or whatever. Right. And Red Bull built him that um, super pipe secluded off in the mountains of like Colorado or whatever. You had to use a helicopter to get to it. And it was this giant, you know, super pipe and it was this private thing. And there's this video of Sean White talking about it. And he's like, yeah, we're just flying in the helicopter over the mountains. And there it is. Just in the you know this rugged wilderness of the Colorado terrain, he goes. There's this perfect, pristine, super pipe with the lights and the you know the the rig you know like the um the thing that makes the super pipe the big right yeah what is that like tractor I guess you'd call it or whatever yeah, whatever you know all of that and he lands and he gets to do his own super you know session and that scene where he flies around and they show you the super pipe for the first time and you realize it's just for Sean White just for him to practice by himself so nobody can see what he's working on. It was when he was working on that, what was he working on, that cr crazy trick he did in the uh, X Games? The, the back like 1260 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Some, I think it was back-to-back -back 12s. Yeah, so when he was working on that, they wanted to be able to, you know, nobody could see it or whatever. It was the, when they come around that corner, I was watching that video and I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be like a super corporation. Like, this, like, this is just Red Bull. Imagine what Google could do. Like, if you were like this, like evil corporation that wanted to like really flex your muscles. Like, this is what Red Bull's doing with their extra money. What is Google doing? You know what I mean? This idea of like, oh my God, they can do this extra. They can do this kind of crazy shit. Like, they have this much disposable income. Isn't that ridiculous to you? The Red Bull stuff, not really. Really? Because you can make so many great promotional videos. It's part of advertising. It's a lot of money, but for a company like Red Bull, it's not that much money. Uh, people, we throw around, especially if you follow politics at all, we throw around the word trillion a lot. Yeah, but that and, I, and, no, 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 stops no, making sense past a billion. Right, but we've lost just the idea of just how much money a billion dollars is. It's an insane amount of money. Because now you have, you know, 24-year-olds who are worth like $3 billion. Like, oh, it's not that much money. If you had $3 billion, you could put it all in the bank and make $150 million a year on interest alone and never spend a dime of the principal. It's so much money. So much money. Oh, I think I'm about to uh, lose you. I'm no, gonna... don't lose me, Jacob. I love you, Jacob. Uh, Okay, we're good. Yes, no okay, more good. problems. Skype is being sued. <laughs> and so, but so a company that has ten million dollars, ten billion dollars, that super pipe was probably only a quarter of a million dollars plus. I mean, maybe that whole video shoot, half a million, maybe, maybe, maybe a million dollars, which is one one thousandth of a billion. Okay, yeah, I guess. It's, we've lost, especially in Does terms... It just seemed ridiculous. Uh, with, we've lost the scale of money. Uh, 
in recent years because the human mind can't process a billion dollars, like a trillion dollars. We just, just can't do it. It's so much we cannot do it. I can't do it. I have no idea. Like, have you? Am I? We still communicating? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, have you seen the video where the guy tries to explain what a billion dollars is like? Uh, I've seen something where he, of it. Where he does, where he does, like you know, this is a one, and this is one with a zero. It's ten, and then he puts another zero. This is a hundred. This is a thousand, and then he tries to like he puts enough zeros to give you. Oh no! What he does is he does it in like in just zeros. So like one zero, and then he does if we copy and paste this, we get you know to ten zeros, and if we copy and paste this, we get a hundred zeros, right? And he goes, let's do let's let's have a million zeros, and he does it where he's got a million zeros. So it's like just page after page of zeros, right? He goes, let's do a billion zeros, and at this point he's got like a billion zeros, like it's just pages. He's like, all right. So if we highlight this, this is about a million zero, you know, this is about a hundred thousand zeros, right? Like this is like, you know, a page worth or whatever. He goes, let's just delete it. Delete. He goes, let's see. Can we notice a difference? And he starts scrolling and he scrolls for like a minute, you know, and he's like, no, you can't. He goes, what if I just start deleting a hundred thousand at a time? A hundred thousand, 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 hundred, right? He just pushes it like, you know, 50 times. And then he's like, he scrolls. He's like, can you tell now? No, you can't. You, you, you really can't. So he's like, what if I just bought everybody I know a Ferrari? A Ferrari. What are those? 300 grand? And he highlights, you know, like 300. He just starts pushing the button. <laughs> but he's like, you can't tell a dent. He's like, that's how much money a billion dollars is. So it's a crazy video. It's a crazy video. And you know what? The LA Clippers cost $2 billion. And they're not even that great of a... I mean, I don't even... Could you imagine... Buying the Yankees right now, five billion, ten billion dollars, and that's just for a sports team. No, I I don't understand. It seems like Elon Musk is saving is almost saving the world or trying to, and he's only worth you know, ten billion dollars. It's like you can do that much with ten billion dollars. Why isn't Bill Gates doing more? You know, because everybody thinks of Bill Gates of giving all of his money to charity and trying to like fix the world and malaria and all these different problems. It's like. Why aren't you doing what Elon Musk is doing if you've got, what, roughly eight times the money? Oh, it's not eight times. Four I times. thought Elon Musk was worth 10 and, and Bill Gates was worth 80. I don't think so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just how they're, 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 doing, they're going about it in different ways, you know. One's trying right. to work it on. And in a lot of what Gates is doing is medical research, which is really expensive. That is true. That is true. But it's so much money. Like the, the, you know, people, you're not rich anymore if you only have a hundred million dollars. Yes, you are, but in today's society, you're like, what? No, billions the new million kind of deal. Yeah, if you want to be, you know, part of the upper echelon, you need to be in the billionaire club. Well, for what it's worth, I'll take a hundred million dollars right now and never say another word. <laughs> For what it's worth, if you give me a million dollars, I would do all kinds of sexual favors. Just whatever you wanted. A million dollars isn't enough to quit working. That's the problem. But it's enough to start working for yourself. It's enough to start working for yourself. Um, 
It also can reduce a lot of stress. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I was given a million dollars, my life day-to-day would not change very much. I'd still go into the office. Well, maybe I wouldn't still go in the office. Maybe I would start my own company. But even then, you know, but I would pay off my student debt, buy two nice but not overly extravagant cars, like two Rexes right. for me and the missus, you know. Yes. 100, 100K on tops on cars, kind of deal. Yeah. Combined. And the rest goes in the bank, you know. Yes. <laughs> and just So you have it for retirement. No. No, it's time to flex some of this mental muscle that we have and make some dough with that cash. It takes money to make money. It does take money. How do you make a small fortune? Start with a smaller fortune. Yeah, start with a large fortune. <laughs> I'm losing you. I don't know. No. Oh, um, oh, oh no. Do I sound I'm getting the robot voice. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, you there? Hello? I think I might have lost Ryan. Here, listen to some music while I play some things for you. Yeah, we lost him. Um, here, here you go. This is No Control by Five Dragons.
Yes, we're back. Hey, hey. I made it. Yay. Love y'all. Okay. So anyway, money is a crazy thing. Yeah. What'd you do? Um, treat him to a nice song or something? Yeah, it's my fight dragons, you know. And I have to apologize. We haven't had some super nerd sexers recently. That's my fault. Come on, uh, that's our bread and butter. I know. People even listen to us. <laughs> I know, and there probably won't be one this week unless I can figure out something to do tomorrow. It's just with everything else that's been going on, I just haven't had the chance. And plus, it's been really hard with. Um, there's not that many artists that, exp and I'm still waiting for some of these people to get back to me, and so I'm running out of good music to play. <laughs> right oh, no. now. But, you know, it's also, like, my D&D &D schedule got screwed up, and so I've been going multiple weeks in a row, and, and plus, I've, with the, with the stuff we have going on that we foreshadowed in the last episode, my brain power just shot at the end of the week. I'm just, like, trying to do, do all that and figure out everything else that's going on. I just can't do it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> So I'm sorry, but I promise you, if you're a loyal fan and you like graphic-like novels and other like novels, you'll 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 be okay with it. I promise. If you like the stuff we talk about, you might enjoy what we're working on. Because it's cool. It's really cool. It's kind of cool. We might be biased though, so. But you won't know that until you've already paid us for it. So <laughs> hey, it's okay. Yes, yes. So I've been trying to figure out Patreon and Amazon and Comicsology and websites. Not to mention writing this damn thing. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. But we love you. We're doing it all for you and the money. Don't forget about the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like half you, half us. Seems like a fair deal. <laughs> But the thing is, is if we get enough money, we can do this podcast a lot more and other podcasts and more cool things and giveaways and interviews and go to Comic-Con. It would be better. Than... <laughs> like Comic-Con. Drink. We Drink. Comic-Con. Get on it. This all could happen in the future. Drink. Get on it. One of these days... We're going to, have to do this like a front. We're going to do another Friday night cast and play the drinking game while we're casting. While we're, <laughs> see how bad it actually is. Yes, you just like see get what a. Else we need to add to make it worse. A, you know, your favorite your your favorite liquor. It's like every time shot, like for realsies. I like a good rum. <laughs> uh, never been a fan of the rum. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You ever tried like a good aged rum though? It's been a while. It's probably one of those things I should come back to. Like, I used to not like bourbon, but now I love bourbon, so I don't know. How much is bourbon? No, well, you can pay. It's kind of like anything. Right. Like, the I like bullet bourbon. Bullet? Like bullet. you got a gun? Uh, yeah, but it's uh, B-U-L-L-U-E-T, I think, but it's okay. pronounced bullet. Right. And it's like, for for a big bottle... You, you know, not the 750, but like the 1.5, I guess. Yeah. 
Hey, what's up? It's like 60 bucks. Oh. Well, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, it, it's about the same. It's a little bit more expensive than Jameson. Probably about 10 bucks more expensive than Jameson. But I'm also living here in PA where our liquor laws are really fucked up. That's true. We've talked about that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I've actually been drinking, um, well, the wife drinks Sailor Jerry's. Just that good mm. spice. It's a good spice rum. Yeah. But I've been um, slowly going through all the different aged rums that are not spice. You know, just a basic rum. Right. You can pay some money on those, but some of those are worth it. Oh, but, um, you you can definitely pay some money. Well, not like you can with... um. Like a good scotch? Yeah, scotch. I, gosh, damn, dude. I went to try to buy your friend like a bottle of scotch. I was like, I don't think he's worth $250. No, no. If you need a scotch recommendation, give me a holler. I can give you a good... Because you can get a good scotch for 60 bucks. You can get yeah, a pretty... Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Scotch is one of those you can almost drink straight. Like, fairly uh, easy. Like a good scotch, you can just... A good scotch, if you put anything in it, I will come over and slap you. Cause you deserve it, you asshole. Yeah, like it, it's like it's like steak. Like you go to a good steak place. I'm like, would you like anything? You know, some sauce. I'm like, if it's cooked right, I don't need a damn thing, woman. That's true. It's like that King of the Hill episode where he's like, how do we? You know, what are you doing? And he's cooking the steaks. Yes, his you know the dad was talking to the son. He's like, yeah, we eat ours here, medium, um, medium rare or medium well. Uh, yeah, medium rare, right? And he goes, well, what happens if somebody asks for it well done? He goes, we politely but firmly ask them to leave. Yep. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Because we uh, we were living. Also, my wife worked at a liquor store, and the you owner really? of the liquor. Yeah, for what? for a couple of months. Did you ever get robbed? No, no. It was it was like, what at least three times a week, right? It was one of the nice liquor stores in Tulsa. Oh, like specs. <laughs> no. Well, it was nicer but smaller. Oh, really? Yeah. And the owner of the liquor store was also a orth- orthopedic surgeon or something, some rich doctor person. And he bought two 40-year Belvinis. Wow. What does that mean? It sounds awesome. 10K a pop. Oh, what, what is it? What's 10K a pop? It's this bottle of 40-year-old age scotch. This scotch has been aging in barrels for 40 years. Longer than many people have been alive. It's just been sitting in some warehouse aging for decades. So I was like 22, 23, and I was friends with a 19-year-old, right? Right. And he tells me when he was like a year ago, so he was 18 at the time. His friend comes downstairs. He's spending the night with his friend. And you know how you are in high school? You just drink like a whole bottle to have a good time. (laughs) His dad had a 1942 bottle of scotch made in France or somewhere. Scotland? Was it scotch? Was it a a bottle of wine? No, it wasn't scotch. It was like cognac or something. It was something made in France. Okay. But it was made in 1942. And, I, and at first when he told me, I was like, oh, that's cool. That seems really old. Like, it would be awesome because liquor gets better. And then I was like, oh, wait. From France? In 1942? And y'all drank it? Like, what was that worth? 
Because, I mean, right? Like, isn't that in the middle of World War II? Like, they or, didn't make it anything in World War II. Were mm-hmm. they? Like, maybe it depends. I, I don't know exactly when France was invaded. It might have been right before the invasion. You know what would I... You, they drank you, it. They, they opened it and drank it. I would have murdered my children, and I would have gotten off. No jury of my peers would have convicted me for that. I was like, <laughs> that, that was probably a $50,000 bottle of booze. Like a conservative guess is five grand. But I wouldn't be surprised if you'd have taken the bottle in and gotten ten grand for it. So I'm pretty sure if it was full of liquor and never opened, it was probably a $100,000 bottle of liquor you drank. You know, and he's so, like, well, it wasn't mine, and it was there, and they were drinking, so I was like, okay. Well, here's a, here, here's, so here's a tip for all you who might have teenagers one day. Have the liquor cabinet the kids know about, and the liquor cabinet the kids <laughs> don't know about. They might steal a little bit. <sighs> <sighs> they might steal a lot. <laughs> like I said, no jury of his peers would have convicted him for murdering those children. I guess it was cognac. I can't remember the actual what it was. This is, you know, 10 years ago he was telling me the story. It's like, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, you... You moron. Crazy kids. I, I think the most expensive bottle of something I had was uh, like a 10-year-old Dom. What was Dom. that worth? Uh, it was like 500 bucks. Yeah. That is, yeah, that beats me. I had a $200 bottle of wine once. Yeah, that's what uh, the in-laws got me for my MBA graduation. Really? Yeah. What was it? Like, what is Dawn? Dawn Perignon? It's champagne? Yep. It, you age champagne? Or yeah, it's just, I mean, it's wine. I mean, it's just carbonated wine. It's pretty much all was it, it is. Was it good or not really? It was pretty good. I didn't understand. Like, you can get... As in most things, the $50 version is almost as good as the $500. Like, you have to be so in sync with it to really see the difference between a $50, you know, bottle of whatever and a $500 bottle. It's like, I could have had a video card. Do you realize I could have used this for the next three years? I'm going to open and drink half of it. It's kind of like cigars. Like, I'm not a big aficionado, but I do know them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And... For the most part, you can drop ten bucks and have a really great cigar. Or you can drop fifty bucks and have a really great cigar. Unless you're just just toned into that world, yeah. it you really can't taste a difference. If you if you're like me, because I smoke two, maybe three cigars a year, kind of thing. Year, right. So I know what I like. You know, I go pick it up. It's ten, twelve bucks at the you know the cigar shop, and I dig it. <laughs> you know, it's, I can't ever get into cigars, man. They seem pointless. It's just a nice, good smoke. Just sit yeah, down. You put weed in them. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> but you smoke cigarettes all the time, man. It's just an enjoy, really yeah, big, enjoyable. Yeah, but you actually get to smoke a cigarette. Like, there's a whole like action about, and it's a deep breath. You know, I bet if we just if people took five minutes to go outside and take deep breaths, they would feel better. Like I feel so much less stressed. It's like you took deep breaths for five minutes. That's good for anybody. It's called meditation. You just happen to use a cigarette to do it. It's very oh, true. I do. I do like cigars, but God, they reek. Like it's one of those things. They reek. They smell. I feel like unless you get the nice ones, they leak. 
they get all oily and I've not, tobacco gets oh that stuff can get so bitter. I've never had that. Uh, I mean, the ones I generally buy about in that twin ten twelve buck range. Right. Uh, yeah, I've never really had that issue. I mean, it also depends on like which ones you're getting because like they're, some some of them are very oily and some people really like that about them. Right. You know, it just depends on what you like and what you want and all that crap. I, have I mean, no idea. it's it's just one of those things. There's like it's it's your preference. What do you like? Do you like red wine? Do you like white wine? Do you like fruity wine? Do you like dry wine? Do you like hoppy beer? Do you like multi beer? Do you like light beer? No. No. And all of that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like any of that. <laughs> uh, so did you see that um, that Japanese hotel? It's going to be ran by robots? Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy balls. That is awesome. The stuff that they were showing reminded me of um, Fear and Loathing. Like the pictures, like with the, the raptor and shit. The raptor? I was like, oh, that's so Fear and Loathing. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, Japanese, the Japanese are going to open a uh, a hotel that's going to be, what is it, 90% ran by drones? or Something like that. Robots, right, like they're going to do the housekeeping and the delivering of, you know... Um, like room service and stuff. Room service, right, where you order stuff from downstairs. Also, the people who check you in are those, like, hyper-realistic, animatronic, Disney-like robots. One of them's a pretty Japanese girl. The other one is a raptor. Like, in a full bellhop, bell or bell, what are they, what are they called? Bellhops. Bellhop, like a full bellhop suit with a hat and stuff. It's awesome, man. I would love to just go there just to be checked in by the raptor. I think that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> you know the line for the raptor is going to be like five times longer than the one for the chick? <laughs> uh, it's just crazy to think that we're getting there. Ah, speaking of raptors, we got we to gotta do our... Uh, we got we to gotta do our... Um, Our Jurassic World check. Oh yeah, it's made like six hundred million in like forty days or something, right? Uh, worldwide, one point one point five one billion dollars. That was way off. Like six hundred million is what's made domestic. Wow. It's made nine hundred worldwide. It's the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. And movies four, five, and six have been released since April of this year. Just wrap your head around that. I wish there was a better way to to quantify the actual popularity of a movie. Because it cost me like $90 to go to the movie theater now with me and my wife, you know, compared to like $8 when I was a child. Couldn't, couldn't they do it, like, well, it sells, like, how many tickets they sold? This is what it is. This is this ticket. Oh, you mean, like, total, like, like one ticket equals one? Right. One viewing? How many how viewings? Many people went and saw your fucking movie? Or how, even better yet, like, what is the percentage of the population that went to go see your movie? Did you get, like, 5%? Like, because what is the population percentage that went to see Star Wars? Like, I feel good. like we're not getting a really good representation of, you know, 
Maybe that doesn't work because people who go see it twice, they don't get counted. How does that work? Well, no, no, it's a, it's ticket sale, so it's value of the ticket that was sold. But now we have there's all these gimmicky ways to inflate the ticket prices. That's you my know, three D, and I'm. I mean, if you like, if you if you want to adjust it for inflation, nothing. But I don't think inflation is adjusted properly, right? Like like we discussed earlier, like they they release the movie at Thursday at six p.m. now. And that's considered the opening weekend. Well, but and no, they, but this is worldwide gross, so that's long periods of time. Still, it's 3D, IMAX, it's all these other. They, at my my movie theater, they have a moving seat. Oh, the 4D seat. shit. I, I is that what it's called? Yeah. That's like sixty dollars for two people. Okay, well, here here's the top ten, and I know we've talked about this before, but only two movies since 1980 are in the top ten for adjusted for inflation highest grossing films. And those are Avatar and XET. And Star Wars is third. Okay, but let me make this argument. Mm-hmm. Two years from now, how much Will Star, uh, Jurassic Park be part of our culture? Oh, it won't be. Okay. Uh, I mean, How much is Rocky part of our culture? A How lot. People went and saw Rocky. How much did it change? You know, Jaws. You can't so you're looking for a, a, a metric to societal, societal impact. A societal impact metric for movies. Well... A better representation of how many people actually went and saw it. Because Jaws, everybody went and saw it. Everybody, my mom, you know, every friend, everybody they knew went and saw it. Where now, half the people I know went and saw Jurassic Park, which is a big percentage, right? Like, if, like, say I have ten friends and, like, three people go see, you know, a new movie, that's an extremely popular movie in my circle of friends. Jurassic Park probably got five out of the whole ten, which is a really big percentage, or maybe even seven out of the ten of my friends, which is a really big percentage, which is reflected in their the money they've made. But I feel like Jaws would have been ten out of ten. Everybody wouldn't have saw it. You know what I mean? No? Right, right. I know what you're getting at. And here, here's something. Actually, I just pulled something up. Um, so Avatar is the second highest... M- adjusted gross movie of all time but 87 no it's the 86th movie for most sold tickets that's what i think i'm interested in yeah it seems like titanic would be the one that had the most tickets sold because i know people who went and saw it like 12 times you know yeah yeah people were crazy wasn't it in the movie theaters for like a year and a half it was in the movie theater i think it had the longest run in movie theaters ever well, I mean, that's also hard to say because you have those art house cinemas like the Alamo. Oh, uh, well, the one that actually holds the actual record holder is um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's been right? a continuous play for 46 years or something. It's never gone out of. No, really? Yeah. It's been in, you know. Whatever that is, it's never stopped being in a uh, movie theater since it came out. Okay. But that's not really fair because it's a cult. 
culture like right and, and that's how like how do you judge movie theaters and mm-hmm. et cetera, yeah, but et i mean it's in one of those where you you pay to go ticket and you go sit in a movie theater you know it's been in an alamo draft house at midnight or right you, you know, know the midnight showing yes yeah hey, speaking, the longest running like 46 years yeah. speaking of star wars so a we couple speaking of star wars but okay yes but <laughs> yes yeah, speaking of movies so I've been reading, like like I said about what, three or four weeks ago, I've been reading A Hero with a Thousand Faces. Yeah, which was the inspiration for Han Solo. No, Star Wars in general. Oh. But the more I've been reading it, the more it's not the inspiration. He just ripped off straight plot points and puts, <laughs> like, I kid you not, dude. So the first thing we like learned... I was inspired to rewrite this book. Well, it, it, it's... um. I put it in space, gosh damn it. Uh, it's not, because um, Hero of the Thousand Faces is a comparative literature book talking about how no matter where in the world things are written, the hero's journey has all these steps in common. And so, okay, so so generally in, um, in the hero's journey, one of the first people you meet is the herald, who is the person who changes the hero's life. Who's one of the first people we meet in Star Wars, R2-D2 and C-3PO. They are the heralds. They're the one who brings the quest to Luke, right? Following me so far? If you're looking for agreement, I was just listening. Okay. (laughs) So secondly, so that happens. So you meet the herald. And then the hero has the opportunity to accept or reject the call. And there's two very different, um, but very common things that happen when the hero accepts or rejects. So Luke accepts the call. The next is uh, the supernatural element. So almost always after the call is accepted, the first person they meet gives them the tool that they need to defeat the enemy at the end of the story. Who's the first person they go to after he gets C-3PO and R2-D2? Obi-Wan, who gives gives them the lightsaber and the force. Yeah, I guess that is what happened. And then the next part, and this is where I'm, I'm at in the book right now, and granted, only like 100 pages into the 600-page book, but the next one is the bail, belly of the... Wait, no, no, there's two more pieces. There's the first the first tribulation, which is Moss Eisley, getting past the guards. And, and generally, the person they meet that gives them the thing follows the hero to help him out through his journey, which Obi-Wan does. Right. Helps them through the first tribulation, and then they go into the belly of the whale, which is something that the hero thinks will be good, but ends up being very bad, and will feel like all is lost. And that is, they go from Mos Eisley into the Death Star. Okay, right. right. It's just beat for beat, and I don't know if I'm like proud for Lucas for ripping this shit off so thoroughly. Or building a great story around this idea because that's one reason why Star Wars is so universally loved because it is it is our it is every culture because these is the cool thing about this book is it shows excerpts from ancient stories from like Islam and American Indians and South America that all parallel each other even though they had no way of interacting with each other right and so part of it, I was just like, wow, you just ripped that shit straight off, didn't you? But that's one reason it's so universal. And he wrote great characters. Because, I mean, 
I couldn't write Star Wars. I couldn't write those great characters, even if I was following it so closely. So I don't know. Like, it's giving me all these really weird, conflicted feelings about Star Wars. Episode one, or episode four, I mean. A New Hope. Because Empire and Jedi, you know, those were, those are different. I think it's, so there's a song called uh, Four Chords. And it's, um, it's sung by a band called Axis of Awesome. And they're a fairly popular kind of internet, like, kind of nerd band, right? Right. But they sing this song, which starts out with that journey's, like, that piano, you know, right. like, dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun. it's just the four chords being played on the piano. And the guy goes, hey, I know that song. And he's like, yeah, it's, um, you know, something by Journey. And he goes, oh, yeah, and it's a few more. Let's go through <laughs> them now. And they start singing. And it's like a four-minute song where they use these four chords. And it's like almost every popular song ever, right? It's like Rod Stewart, Bob Marley, Michael Jackson. It's just like every every extremely popular song has been this like four chords and it's this example and um, a side note on the internet like on their youtube channel they have all of their songs like all of their videos every video has like you know twenty thousand, eighteen thousand, right this right. one has like 62 million <laughs> so there is something about these four chords that even the song itself that's making fun and it's showing an example of how four chords is like got this magic ability to like it's just popular and it's kind of cheating it's still their most popular song there's like an irony to it right it's like look you know look how easy it is to make this hit song what song did they make that's a hit it's their four chord song so it's like there's two camps there's like the camp that thinks like that's cheating to use that it's too simple it's too formulaic it's too basic and then there's the other camp that goes, yeah, but it's also kind of like the evolution of it. Like, it's perfect. We we do enjoy it. You know, like, there's a part of me that does enjoy a story that has the hero, the bad guy, the anti-hero. You know, like, the, just the real, raw, basic, like, I want my hero to be a good guy. I want my bad guy to be a bad guy. And that's why I mean? Star like, Wars is so great, especially right. the first trilogy is right. there are such clearly defined Luke is the good Luke and Han are the good guys. Right. Vader's the bad guy. Right. Let's fight each other in space. So what? So so it's formulaic and it's so cliche and it's so cheesy, but if it's done well, it's the best version of a story. Right. Well, that's kind of like what I was getting at is I don't know how I should feel about it cuz part of me is like I'm completely on the four chords. <laughs> I like the magic of it. Like, yes, do this and do it right. We know how to do it. Just do it right. Right, and, and that's the other part of me is like, oh, this is why episode one sucks so bad because he didn't follow the outline. <laughs> right. I can watch that in like the last few years. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Last no, time. yeah, yeah. It's that bad. That's how bad it is. It's still on my it's mind. It's so that's bad. That's how bad it is. <laughs> go, go back and rewatch it. Uh, I've almost finished Harry Potter. Oh, yeah? Like I'm almost like completing my nerd like – you got these collections of few things that you have to do as a nerd. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't climb that hill. Oh, you're talking about the book with um, like Umbridge in it or whatever, where the that one chick, she's so annoying and it takes forever to get any. Uh, yeah. That book was one of the worst books I've ever had to deal with. I was like, oh, this is miserable. Oh, this is, this is completely miserable. My mom's like, yeah, 
It is. But at least you'll, you know, once you get past it, it's not as bad. Yeah, I was just, I was so, like, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get the part where she shows up. Like, I was done early in book five. I was, I was so done. I was just like, shut up, woman. I've seen these movies already. I don't need to go through this. These aren't that great. And the internet kills me, you know, in, in my sleep tonight. But they're not that great. They're not. Go to hell. Yeah, if you've read Dresden Files. Like, I think if I had read Harry Potter first, it would have been awesome to me. And then I could have gone to Dresden Files and been like, oh, this is even better. But now that I've read the Dresden Files and then I'm trying to go to Harry Potter, just the... You're dealing with magic. Magic's like one of the coolest things ever. And it's so cheesy in the Harry Potter. It really is. The thing it's I so love, cheesy. The thing I love about the Dresden universe is how practical. Like it feels, real. the magic feels real. Like if you, if I tried hard enough. Yes, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and there's enough elements of like the rest of the universe or the rest of the world's version of magic. It's like, oh, you just need a little bit of this. And this kind of magic works, and that kind of magic. I love that about. And so, it's so well described. Oh yeah. That he's holding it all together, and that he's using a little bit of his will and a little bit of his like fear and and all the other elements that are part of it. Like, there's like this magic code of magic that he knows. Where in like the Harry Potter universe, it's like whoever waves their wand first and says "Spelliamos." That's not even a word. Like, that doesn't even make <laughs> stupefy. What? The battles are so ridiculous in like the Harry Potter universe, and they they come off as ridiculous. Whereas if you've read the Dresden Files, the battles seem fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, it's shields and you know raw kinetic energy and a fire and. You know, we we said that when you got done reading the Dresden, we we're gonna have like a super special Dresden Files. Let's do it. We gotta do it because the missus wants in. Let's do it. Let's schedule like, that for the next within the next two weeks. Let's get it done. Next Sunday, we'll do a special episode of the podcast and mm. talk about Dresden Files. Or, mm. or we, whatever. We'll get it done. We'll get it done, but I think it needs to not be on a Sunday so we can go on for like three hours because it'll yeah. be a three-hour cast. Yeah, really it'll, be, it'll be put out. We, we also need to put out as, as an, in addition to the normal cast and not just okay. the cast because who knows? Like, it's going to be so spoilerific. Oh, spoilerific. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about it now. I got to go back and, like, read a few. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Have you seen his new book? He's coming out with a new book in, like, three months. Not a Dresden book, but a different, a whole new series. It's, like, this weird steampunk series. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I love his writing style. Oh, I do too. Those people who, like, likes to prove that, you know, if you're a craftsman with a craftsman, a craftsman with words, you can write almost anything. Yes, yes, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. If you haven't, I mean, we've we've mentioned them a lot, but if you have not read the Dresden Files or yeah, listened to the Dresden Files, there. go read the go do it. I suggest listening to them because yeah. James Marster, who for those out there, he plays Spike in Buffy, mm-hmm. does an, a great job, and they're like it, it is so fun to listen to the him getting record, better. Few recordings, yeah. Oh, and then book. It's got such a what? It's very noir, but then you get to yeah, like changes, like that one. You'll you'll probably know that one scene and changes. It when they're in Mexico, and he's oh yeah oh, and you're just sitting there. 
like I was. I remember listening to it. I'm like at my desk. I'm like, I might have to get up and go cry outside right now. Like it was so powerful. It was I so. Stopped. I just stopped walking. <laughs> I just stopped. And I just stood there and I just listened to it. I'm in the middle of doing something. I just stopped doing my job, and I listened for like five minutes. And I remember live texting Jacob. I'm like, is they're dead? Like, are they dead, dead, or is there like some weird? And he's like, no, I, I, I think they're dead. They're still dead so far where I know. I'm like, oh my god, they're dead. He's like, just keep reading. We gotta talk about it. I'm like, no, everything's going to hell. It's like, oh, uh, it's such an epic. Oh uh, yes. I hated that book. It was. I hated that book. I loved everything about the Dresden Files before changes. And then changes, there's so much that changes. And I'm like, no, I want to go da, back. Da. <laughs> You didn't expect it from the fucking title. Yeah, I know, but I didn't expect that. Like, uh, everything. Everything changes. Everything. I hated it. And I hate where we're stuck now. We got we got to stop talking about it. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, we do. Did you get into Armada at all? I'm a little we bit. We've been talking about Ready Player One. The writer of that, Robert Klein? Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. He released a new book called Armada. I, a little, a little bit, but again, like I said, with everything else, I only have so much brain power and hope, like, hopefully I can get into it. Um, hope, actually I may just, that's why I may just listen to it on the way to and from Gen Con. I don't know. That might work. Yeah. Cause it's a good, good time to do it. Cause this what like twelve hours, eleven fifty something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't I haven't had a chance yet. Oh, yeah, like I said, my brain is just shot most days. <laughs> I'm really really interested to talk to you about it after you get done. Okay. I got some. I got. I'd hey, be interested. And also, like, I'm trying to prepare for this Dota tournament, and so you 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 will all be able to watch my games live casted and on YouTube. Uh, in the next month or two, because I mean, the misses are playing in a Dota tournament. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's this podcast we listen to, um, and they're hosting a li- listener tournament. Nice. And so, and the thing is, they're getting casters, like you know, call the game, like pros do, for all the games. Oh wow! Yeah, and they'll be up on YouTube and everything. But you're gonna link them for sure, then. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it'll be fun. We're gonna get crushed. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it because there's some guys that are way better. Yeah. Well, there's way better than we are. I've been playing a lot longer because I've only been playing Dota for like a year. Hours. 750. 750. 750. You're just now starting to get a hang of it, really. Uh. Like really, kind of like you're comfortable. Like you, you, you're, you're, you're not a newbie at any way at all anymore. I've got enough characters I can play that, give, given the lineup, I can play solidly, and I'm starting to get more of the nuances of the builds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem with MOBAs in general. Is like it just takes so much time to get into the investments. The investment to be like a like at good level, you need the ability plus about fifteen hundred hours. You know, some people can put fifteen hundred hours and still suck. Yeah, you know, but I mean, mm-hmm. to really be like where you're, you know, really crushing and a good player and consistently winning, it's about fifteen hundred hours and the ability to do it. I'm interested to play this tournament just because it'll be the first time I've really done five, like a true five v five. Because normally it's like me and my wife and like a friend loading into a pub, 
Right. So there's no there's and so I'm really interested to see how that works compared to that kind of play. Well, so, I'm looking forward to getting yeah, a link. Yeah. Oh no. I think I'm about done. You about done. We haven't done my recommends. Oh, that's right, we got recommends. I'm sorry. I got a good one. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah. Well, kind of cheesy and you know cheap but it's you would love it it's awesome it's on steam and it's called um one finger death punch it's one of those like three dollar right flash like games right but imagine like early 80s late 70s uh kung fu hyper stylized kind of you know bruce lee like movie right right stick figures nice okay so the stick figures. You got all these, you know, like old school kung fu weapons like nunchucks and like the little sword thing with the hook and you got like a staff and you got swords and you're also like a kick ass like you know, karate master by yourself, so like kicking and punching, right? Right. The mechanic has the game mechanics has two buttons. Nice. The left the left mouse and the right mouse. Okay? And near your character to the right is like a little bar, and to your left there's a little bar. And if the enemy's in that bar, it's highlighted. Okay, so like that bar will light up red. And if and it's he's highlighted, clicking. you can click on it, you know, that direction. So uh-huh. It'll go that way and hit him. And each enemy will have like just one or maybe two or three like hits it requires. So you got to like hit, 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 right? Right. But some of the enemies will be like hit, hit, and then it has an arrow and it goes to the left. So it's like hit, hit, and then he switches to the other side. And you gotta, you know, you gotta go two rights and then a left to kill one enemy. And you're being constantly attacked by all of these, so you're having to like time, like I'll stack all these guys to the right, then clear them, because each time you attack, you kind of like move down the screen a little bit. So you know, you you kind of move, and you're picking up weapons. And then some of the people that you fight, like when you, they're called brawlers. Like so, when you get in a fist fight with them, it's a back and forth. So you gotta go right, right, left, 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 right, right, left, left, right, 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 left, 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 right, right, and the whole time. Your little stick figure dude is having like this slow motion like kung fu blocking <laughs> for each click or punching for each click and then you win and it's trust me. If you don't just go straight buy it right now, because you don't trust me that much, at least add it to your wish list and Steam will notify you when it goes on sale. And it's one of those games that goes on sale like every six weeks. So just get on that game. It is a blast. And it's huge. I've been playing it for a few days, and I still haven't gotten to the end that lets me unlock unlock the harder levels. Like nice. I'm still playing on novice. It's a great game. Speaking of gaming, uh, when yeah. King's Quest drops, I'm going to either do a Let's Play on YouTube or actually just stream on Twitch for 42, and we're awesome. going to play King's Quest. Looking well, forward I to it. Like, Skype with you. Yeah, uh, I'll have to figure out a way so we can actually play it together. No, you just play, and I'll just sit here and talk shit. All right, but I don't want you to be because if you're watching, uh, I figure out a way so you can watch it in real time. Is what I'm saying because if you're watching on Twitch, it's a bit delayed. Oh, you could screen cap it, probably right. Probably, but we'll have to, we'll have to anyway, figure we'll it figure out. out. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. So that's coming. That's coming. I'm so looking forward to that looking game. To that. So looking forward to that game. We should do that on more games. We should. We should. But time. Well, we got you know no brain power and no time. So. <laughs> yeah, but gaming is gaming is fun. Right. <laughs> But what we need to do is we need to get my wife to play a game for us <laughs> so we can just hear hear curse all the time. Let's do it. I'm in. We got to trick her into it. 
I'll figure like, hey, it Ryan's out. gonna pick up Dota. He's gonna play a few games with us. <laughs> He's like, why do you have the microphone out? It's like, shh, shh. just so I can talk to Ryan better. <laughs> you got it set up in the middle of it like a boom mic and shit <laughs> over her head. She's like, do I need to talk to Ryan? Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, you want to call it here? Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, once again for coming to the 25th episode of the 42 podcast. Bye. Bye.